0: And Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsandaddies.com slash live. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare Short-Term Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Dungeons and Days is brought to you this week
2: by Pretty Litter. It's springtime.
0: Yeah. Baby. Get your dick up.
3: Oh, sorry. Oh, nope, nice.
2: not this. <laughs> no. Sorry. Sorry, we got so many ads. Pretty, litter, right. is- Pretty litter is delivered in discreet packages. <laughs> discreet packaging,
0: <laughs> and it smells nice. Rather, it smells like nothing because it traps odor with its powerful crystal matrix. It's ultra absorbent, lightweight, low dust. One six pound bag works up right for the month. It's a kitty litter. And this crystal matrix allows for changes in color in case your cat has potential illnesses. in the red
2: pill. No one can be told what the crystal yes. matrix is. You have yeah. to piss on it to find out. <laughs>
0: like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, basically anything that goes through the pee hole, it can detect it. See that cat dressed in
3: red?
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <What> <laughs> Pretty litter also you ships free. You think that's free. piss you're breathing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty litter ships free right to my door. Don't have that big, huge kitty litter bags all over the place. Don't have to my cat those just
2: been taking a dump in the desert of the real
0: ah. <laughs> i not <don't> want <laughs> Sorry, too many good Matrix things.
1: One time, my cat um, peed and it was like telling the litter box, like dodge this. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 One, I one time my cat this pe-
0: litter box. It's the smell.
3: Yes. Just like that movie.
0: Three <laughs> <laughs> litter yep. is amazing. You have to try it. it. Gives me peace of mind for my cat's yeah. health especially when it comes to piss-related health issues. And it's also a great kitty litter, too. Go to prettylitter.com slash daddies. Yeah. That's prettylitter.com slash daddies to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy, prettylitter.com
3: slash daddies. Yeah, it's for bad. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last time I got pretty litter in the mail from them, I got a little cat toy. Terms and conditions apply site for details.
0: Dungeons and Days is brought to you this week by Haya Oh, wow. I did not
1: realize I was surrounded by some black belts in karate.
0: It's not martial art, Beth. It's a pediatrician-approved superpower chewable vitamin. Most of the time, when you talk
2: about children's vitamins, it's just candy. It's just
0: gummy bears. I don't tell oh. my mom that was
2: my whole trick as a little kid. Was it? Yeah, I'd be like, mm, I'm, I want some vitamins, mom, but really, I just wanted that sweet, sugary goodness. Uh, most I children's thought you were vitamins, gonna say you
1: replaced your vitamins with gummy bears because that would be that a,
3: move. Been a smarter a
2: move. I could have done
3: that. Well, you might as oh, well wow. because
0: most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and contribute disgusting. to disgusting health issues. Ew, gross. High fills the common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full-body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste they love formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Hayas pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins Ooh. and minerals, including vitamin D, B12. 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 12, B12. B12. <laughs> that one came out with was freshly here, here for vitamin B12. B12. Oh, oh, vitamin D. Oh, okay. mama. B12. That's why this hi-ya.
2: is,
5: That's
2: this is this the end. Haya. Oh, my God.
0: Zik. Folate. Vitamin C. <laughs> it's vegan, dairy free, allergy free, gelatin-free, nut-free, non-GMO, everything else. Would they you say that this product is a hunk of hunk of burden love? It's designed for kids two and up and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. They taste good even though I don't take I don't take them. Oh,
3: I'm my pills, <laughs> my gummies.
0: <laughs> they also have a new kid's probiotic and nighttime essentials. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling yeah. children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash daddies. This deal is not available on their regular website. This is a special the URL. You understand? deal Steel oh, is one thing. for
2: the money and two for the great vitamins you're getting. Go to
0: H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H com slash daddies and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Dungeons and Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grown-ups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to the great Arkesh cooking show. I'm your host, Paul Hollywood. Today we're talking to you, the listener you're on
4: Hi, my name is Narnar. Nar. I am about to do a pretty dank barbecue with like, Four dads and their ugly, weird little children. Sex, sex, uh, sex, sex, sex. And I was wondering, sort of, how would you recommend spicing them, flavoring them? Like, I rubbed a little bit of butter on them, that's nice, but like, there could be a little more pizzazz to it.
0: You need to use more butter. I don't know how much you use, you want more. No such thing as too much butter when it comes to. To humans. Well,
4: not to interrupt you, but it looks like they're kind of trying to escape the cage that we built, which I'm a little bit worried about because I feel like that might give them a soggy bottom, not that dome shape that I'm sort of looking for. What should I do about that?
0: Actually, no. You want them to run around and escape. It really gets the adrenaline and the blood pumping, and you can just get way more juice out of those thighs. It's way more flavor. You want them running around for at least 10 to 15 minutes before you chop their heads off and throw them back in the cage.
4: That's a huge relief. Ooh, also they sort of have half fallen into the pit and it seems like they're going to take like roughly an episode's length to get back out again. That's kind of fun.
0: Oh, perfect, perfect. I'm
4: feeling a little nauseous, though. I don't know if it's watching my food run around or it's the beer that I had. It t- t- tastes a little bit... <laughs> a little bit... <laughs> I've,
5: I've been poisoned. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Such a bummer. We're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, everyone knows the five flavors, but did you know there's a sixth flavor? It's just blood, it's just the taste of blood. We'll be right back. Welcome to Dungeons & Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, and finally a d What hold, oh, hold on, let me just... I got an email here. Oh, this is from Wizards. Per the last episode... You guys didn't follow any of the rules. We're jumping five feet. Oh, we're not DD D&D podcast, Amo. We're back to being just a regular. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we, whatever. I almost is.
1: interrupted you because I didn't get that it was part of the intro. That's <laughs> right. Like, we're doing bits wait, now. wait, Freddie, you're reading emails? <laughs> we're recording.
0: <laughs> uh, this is a podcast where we play some kind of role-playing system. It's about four dads from our world flung into the Forgotten Realms in a quest to rescue their lost sons. My name is Freddie Wong. I play Glenn Close, the rock and roll bar dad of the group. This was Glenn fact. Glenn, uh, as you know, is a bit of a stoner, a bit of a pothead. And you know that he has attempted that hydro, that sticky, icky it at home because he wants to <laughs> control the strains. He has this idea of like making his own strain of the sticky, icky of the cush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's too bad because I was like 101 Dalmatians is a good name for yeah. a strain of weed. Uh, <laughs> he's never been able to do it. Because little does he know, it's important what light bulbs you use. And he doesn't understand that. And he's too proud to, like, Google how to properly hydro. So he's just like, it just doesn't work. Huh? Oh, well, it must be the water or something. No, he's wrong. It's just like he's not using the right light bulbs
3: because he's kind of an idiot. (laughs) All right. Dang. Okay. (laughs) My uh, dad fact is pretty similar. It has a lot to do with uh, gardening <laughs> as well. So, hi, my name is Matt Arnold. I play Daryl Wilson, a stay-at-home coach dad who becomes a barbarian in the Forgotten Realms. Uh, just a really quick, simple dad fact. Despite what uh, Daryl looks like and kind of his general um, persona, he is, let's <laughs> um, just say, he takes care of himself down there. La man's Oh,
5: no.
3: All right. very, Good for him. very, very well-groomed. Okay. Oh, man. Are we talking
2: like That's a design? That's it? That's
3: the whole fact? He just takes care of himself down there. High speed, thinking, low drag. <laughs> I was thinking it came from like a white elephant at like one of Carol's work parties. And like he got like a <laughs> grooming kit as a joke. One day he was just like, you know, in the bathroom. He was like, let me just see how this thing works. It just got really, he's like, it looks great down there now. I'm really into this. And Carol liked Wait, it. Okay, and, I have you a know.
1: question. So has he been manscaping during the... Oh. adventure yeah adventure. no it's really
3: itchy down there right now oh,
1: okay well God. do you, you know how you God. watch like the walking dead or lost and stuff like that and it's like these people are walking around yes. with like bullet wounds open bullet wounds but somehow the women are finding time to like whack their <laughs> legs and shave their armpits and i'm just like i'm sorry what
3: or well, even the buff guys they got that v and it's yeah. like that V's not showing when there's a whole lot of hair growing. That's for sure. So yeah. I don't believe that at all.
1: Yeah. Nobody gets periods in the apocalypse. The V. Yeah.
3: Maybe Daryl will find some time on the adventure to clean up down there. No, please no. Has Daryl experimented with like a
0: topiary approach? Like, is it like a nice sphere of you know what I mean? I'm not gonna go into the details of
3: what he does down there. That's just for Carol's eyes only, but you know, he takes care of himself.
1: (laughs) Stay tuned though.
2: (laughs) Stay tuned. I have so
3: many follow-up questions. Are we talking shaved? or are we talking the fan art after
2: this? No, no, no. (laughs) No, no, please don't. Please don't. You have said it, Beth, and now it exists.
1: (laughs) What's the rule? It's like rule 34 or whatever. Rule
2: 34. Yeah. Um, this is rule yeah it's that you can find
0: exactly the shape of everyone's uh um, ding dong downstairs ding <laughs> dong pubis like and the shape thereof that's not rule 34 it's weird how much that's a huge part of all fan art depictions <laughs> of like fictional characters like sonic's <laughs> got a big old fucking bush like, like a big old blue bush on? down there dude
1: yeah freddie would know
2: he's he's looking <laughs> and, all
3: the time and he is so yeah, stunned cancel his podcast is yeah, this quarantine
2: or is this <laughs> yeah, just what's Freddy? Happening? Are you, all right, all right, fuck it. Freddy brought it up. Freddy, are you implying that Sonic doesn't have fur? He has pubic hair around his genitalia.
5: Huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because any wait, isn't any hair in the pubic
4: area pubic area? Sonic hair? doesn't like, have
3: <laughs> genitals.
4: I, I've seen a fair number of pictures that would disprove that <laughs> assertion, Matt. I watched the movie. I watched the movie
3: and Jim Carrey, you know, talked about breastfeeding, but there was no mention of sonic's genitals and you saw him like 360. Sega censors it but the original
0: art if you go back to the woodblock prints like the <laughs> japanese woodblock prints sonic's got a big old fucking okay. sausage down there. In the there. cave of
4: forgotten dreams there's an illustration of sonic going fast and shaving his pubes. <laughs>
2: On that note i'm will campos i play henry oak hippie munchin, Birkenstock rock crunchy nature druid dad I don't think we need to even I was gonna be like oh Henry's dad factually but you guys all already know whether or not Henry trims his, yeah, his absolutely. Uh, I think we all yeah. we all in our hearts know
3: the answer to that question and I don't need to delve into it he cleans it with it like a porous stone or something <laughs> <laughs> he just like fucking hits it with the pumice. <laughs> yep. That's why it is pumice. <laughs> no sensitivity left whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't circumcised, but over the years.
5: Oh, no.
1: What does that oh, mean? Christ. come on. What does that no. mean? No. Get it together,
4: get it Welcome together, to the daddy. series finale of Dungeons okay, right, & Daddies. Will,
1: do you have an actual dad fact? Because I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to get this podcast back on
2: track. Okay. All right. Thank you, Beth. Um, so I actually had like feel like I've been doing silly dad facts for a while. So I had like a more thoughtful one that <laughs> my co-host decided to make the episode about Sonic the Hedgehog's zone, uh, his Green Hill Zone, if you will.
0: His Green ah! Hill Zone. His Green <laughs> Hill Zone. Oh no! Um, <sighs> uh,
2: my dad fact for Henry this week is uh, so I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that Henry is a teetotaler. I don't know if I've talked about it specifically, but he does not anymore partake in anything hallucinogenic or mind altering and I'd like to tell you why and it's because of the last time Henry did that he was a young man in his early 20s and he did let's say a mind altering substance and woke up in the middle of a forest that he had never seen before he couldn't recognize it he was completely naked
5: and
1: done uh, <laughs> I'm done
3: <laughs> sorry sorry
1: you, just, you look at the zoom camera you see me walk away and she never comes back
2: He wandered the forest for, like, uh, probably about three or four days before he found anyone. Three or four days? He was just basically starving, dehydrated, exhausted, before he was found by two hikers. One of the hikers went up to him and said, what's your name? And he said, my name's Henry. And she said, hi, Henry, my name is Mercedes Oak Garcia. Let's get you to a hospital.
4: And thereupon, Henry said, oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. She said, I'm Mercedes Oak Garcia? (laughs) (laughs) Woo, that lady knew I what am she wanted. this
2: dad back so hard. That was good. Yeah, the she, that was the She called the shot. The yeah. ultimate flex. No, she said, "I'm I'm Mark Mercedes Garcia." Uh, thank you for catching that, Anthony. So my mentions
1: will explode I'm Beth after that B- Jordan.
3: <laughs> no, that's impressive. She she saw one gl- she saw one glimpse of your naked body and was like, "I'm marrying that man. That's mine." Anyway, Henry passed out very shortly thereafter, and when he woke up in a hospital
2: bed uh, a couple weeks later, she was there. And uh, wow. they've been uh, they've been uh, together ever since. Wow! Yeah, what a that's fact. cute. So that's there you go. Beautiful.
1: Hey, I'm Beth May Gyllenhaal, <laughs> 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 um, and I play Ron Stampler, emotionally detached stepfather and rogue. This week's dad fact for Ron, I alluded to last episode, and what I guess listening back was like it sounded like it could have been kind of creepy, but I said that Ron was. Arrested at one of Terry's soccer games, and the reason that he was arrested was for stealing the corner flags of the field. He just thought it it would look good in the yard. And so um and then Wait, that's an
0: arrestable offense? I think
1: it is when Ron does it because like if the ref is like, Sir, sir, you actually can't hey, can you can you bring that back? No, I found it here and it's a field. It belongs in the field in my house also oh my god known is ron as a yard? sovereign
0: citizen <laughs> free state of ron Beth, you reminded me that my favorite sound in the world i've told um will and matt this but my favorite sound in the world is the word sir repeated three times in increasing urgency <laughs> because it means that like shit's going down and someone is helpless to stop it so specifically it's sir 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 like sir? that is like the funniest sound in the world if you hear that in the wild i used to
1: hear that all the time when I was like an internet production company, I had to do a lot of runs, meaning I had to park in a lot of illegal yes. spots and mm. I would just hear, ma'am, excuse me, excuse ay, ay, mm, you can't, mm, you Ma- cannot park, ma'am, 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 ma'am? ma'am yeah. sir, sir, sir?
4: Hi I'm Anthony Birch I'm your daddy master And uh, my dad fact for this week Is that there's a Sonic 2 level Called Chemical Plant Zone Which is definitely above the Green Hill Zone Or (laughs) surrounded by the Green Hill Zone (laughs) Um, Actually no Okay here's my dad fact So this is a real conundrum that I have And at any point you can tap out If you don't want to get real with me So just let me know Okay, I got my hand on the buzzer (laughs) Okay so I have three cats. I love them so very much. I'm out. Okay. And one of my cats. <laughs> Will's out. Will's out. He just left. <laughs> one of my cats, Wingdings, for a long time, we didn't know how to, like, show her some sort of affection that she liked. Like, one of my cats really likes being petted on the face. One of it likes being pet on the back or whatever. We found out Wingdings really likes being uh, sort of, spanked is not the right word but like slapped on the area above her tail so like her lower back uh, or whatever. yeah like it's a erogenous thing. zone yeah that's the thing is i just learned that's an erogenous mm-hmm. zone on because on reddit somebody posted a picture of themselves giving their cat a bath and the cat had an orgasm when it was like scratching that area so now i'm at the point where my cat who i refer to lovingly as my daughter i am basically <laughs> getting off and i don't I don't know what to do and because I it's the only Anthony, thing that she I, likes. I'm,
3: I'm a man who's gone through the same experience. So we had a joke. I found the same spot on Play-Doh one time. I was scratching him, and I went to the near the top of the tail, and like his eyes rolled in the back of his head, and he started jerking, and we and it looked like he was like a doll that was broken, you know, or like an animatronic that was broken. He would like shake his head left and right. And we used to call it breaking him. We're like, oh, look, play with with this spot. It, like, breaks him. <laughs> we did that for, like, a year where we just pet him and then just, like, break him. And then I looked up, and I found the same thing you did. I was like, I've just been, I guess, even my cat's orgasms for <laughs> the past year. I, guess, is what off I my cat. guess that's what I did. So I feel you. Well, did you stop? <laughs> I stopped doing it to the – now I just tease him. <laughs> I stopped doing oh, it oh. is that better? <laughs> No no. I stopped doing it to the extent where he would break. So <laughs> if you, you wanna call it. So you're
5: edging your cat
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's, Well, what are you doing, Anthony? It made me uncomfortable. So yeah, I try not to, um, you know, your hand accidentally touches that part of the cat's body.
1: I am very blessed in that I have the most asexual <laughs> cat in the world. She was born a six year old woman with no interest in anybody except for me. <laughs> And we're in love, and that's oh. perfectly fine. I
4: don't well, know what I'm gonna do. Well, Just, you do you, Anthony. Nobody will judge you. You do
1: your cat. I mean, you know? maybe I'll
4: marry her because then it'll be okay under the lies of the Lord or something.
0: <laughs> We've taken an interesting turn. I know. All right, well, I'll, this podcast.
4: Do you, do you, that was good and daddies, everybody. Anyway. Goodbye. Yeah, enjoy the episode. <laughs> So when we last left you, you were about to be eaten by a bunch of orcs who found themselves suddenly poisoned to death by Chekhov's snake, who, uh, if you remember way, way, way back near the beginning of the series, you managed to rescue from Larkin Sparrow's dungeon in Neverwinter. He helped you get out of the pit of fire and then died. Died? Really? Oh, no.
2: He just shuddered, right? Like, we just heard him
4: shudder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It could have been ecstasy.
4: Yeah, yeah. He, somebody scratched it above his <laughs> no! tail. Um, no, you heard a rending and a stretching and a tearing as he extended to a longer length than he's supposed to stretch to okay. when you guys were pulling on him to get up into the pit. And he had, and then fell limp in your hands.
2: Okay, so. He got so, stretched. He's dead. Okay, so Henry rushes up and says, my God, this snake's a hero. He saved us. Get aside, everyone. And he shoves everyone aside and he casts Healing Word on the snake. Okay. So I cast and healing, healing
1: word. The healing word is Deus Ex Machina. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the healing word is breathe. Damn it, breathe! And uh, he casts healing word, and he does. Hold on one second. I feel like if I just keep playing Dungeons and Dragons, Anthony will let me do this. Uh, he rolls a three plus three. He gets
4: six hit points back. Roll a medicine check. Okay. Uh, I got an eighteen. Huh. Okay. Okay. You really want this stupid fucking NPC back, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you cast Healing Word onto him, mm-hmm. but you get no response. And because of your medicine check, you can tell that it's because something about the way that he stretched out dislodged his like airway. So if you want like, to like properly mouth save him, right you're going to have to give him mouth, mouth. to mouth. Okay,
2: uh, Henry looks at the snake and goes, my God, this snake's had a subdural, necological strain Croak. We need to give him mouth to mouth suscitation right now, stat. Glenn, batter up. <laughs> Glenn goes. Wait. What? Sorry. You lot. Wait. What?
0: You Henry lost slaps me about- Glenn across <coughs> the face and
2: says, "Get a hold of yourself, man. This snake is dying." And then I go to massage the the snake's chest while Glenn is gonna give him CPR. <laughs> Glenn stands there. Ron, give him CPR. Do you know the tune is "Staying Alive"? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Wait. Do you, Ron? Though, like, really?
1: Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> Like, just go ahead and sing just a okay, little bit.
1: Stay, in alive is fun when you're a snake. And that's what you're gonna do when we save your life, Mr. Snake.
2: Yeah, the
4: tempo's about right, actually. <laughs> All right. As Ron is doing that, I'm breathing into the snake's mouth. I'm trying to think of what I should have you roll for to, like, express lungs, strength, lung capacity constitution i suppose constitution yeah all right glenn like
0: thinks for a second and like looks over at the vat of uh beer and follows the trail of like green poison to a bunch of dead orcs and then looks back at the vat and then back at the thing and he goes ah oh, hey henry man maybe you shouldn't like put your mouth near the snake too mouth. late
2: henry's already giving the snake mouth to mouth and he got an 11
4: so with an 11 you blow and you blow and his Neck doesn't quite resolve itself into the normal trachea sort of shape. I go, D- Daryl, you got to get in here, man. You got bigger lungs than me. <laughs> Henry, well, but, Henry, man. But oh. you also have to roll another constitution saving throw with disadvantage. D- oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> the poison. Yeah, because you're sucking poison. You're blowing, but you're, you know, there's poison blowback. Ooh, I got a two. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So you are poisoned. Uh, let's look up what that means.
1: He wanted... To I'm
4: pretty sure it's something pretty boring.
1: Through the stake.
4: One damage every ten minutes. Yeah, it's like when you get disadvantage on like if you jump saved. real high.
1: <laughs> if we save this snake, it'd be great.
4: Ooh, slant run. I love it. But
1: maybe for Henry, it's too late. But we'll still have the snake, though. So,
0: Ron, you got like the vocal chops. You should, uh. You ever thought about starting a band? What? You did start a band. You're famous here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> actually I am. Um, I only used one vocal cord for that little ditty because uh, the dual singing I saved for the big shows. Yeah, if you want like an autograph after we get out of here, just let me know. <laughs>
2: Henry, meanwhile, while this is going on, is still huffing and puffing and blowing into the snake's mouth and just, like, sort of, like, foam is kind of coming out of Henry's mouth and, like, he clearly,
4: like, his lips are turning green. Okay, so actual poison is boring as shit. You get disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks for as long as they're poisoned. So we'll say that happens to you, but also take a d20 of damage. Okay. Whoa. Because we just saw all these orcs die, then, so he's got a pretty potent enough. poison. Let's do a bad roll. A 19! <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God.
2: Okay, that'll be 19
4: okay. damage. So you also then have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls until you get some sort of antidote to put into you. But the snake is still, you're going to have to do at least a 15 check on him okay blow those lungs open so can we see the snake breathing or anything no, you see uh like an air bubble sort of move down to its like, neck it's a snake but like it moves down a couple inches and then seems to stop at a sort of 45 degree angle bend in his neck there was
3: like guys it's just like a hose you guys don't ever water your lawn it's just a kink in the hose they picks up the snake and he just unbends it
4: <laughs> do an attack <laughs> roll with your hands Attack roll? Sorry, first do a medicine check. If the medicine check fails, then you're attacking him. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. 13 plus one, 14. So that's not good enough. Okay. So you just grabbed him and just stretched this poor boy even (laughs) further. Give me an unarmed attack roll. Oh, no. It's a D4 plus three. And I rolled a four. You rolled a maximum damage? Oh, no. Okay, so yeah. So you say, don't worry, I just got to get the kink out. And you pull, (laughs) but then it just kinks his head in the other direction. You've now completely like sort of almost rebroken it in a different
3: angle. Daryl is completely shocked. He just stares and he goes, kids, I'm sorry y'all had to see that, but. A snake doesn't move anymore. Henry can no longer blow in the mouth of the
2: snake because he is retching up green bile in the corner. And then
3: my lips lips are are comically swollen swollen up like in Kung Fu Hustle when he gets bit by the snakes. Great. (laughs) Daryl's like, buddy, is there anything? Are you alive? What's going on? You okay? (laughs) Daryl, be the worst EMT. Daryl,
2: you gotta breathe in his mouth. (laughs) All right, I try to unkink him again. Again? All right, give me a Hey, You you guys are welcome
3: to jump in. This is how you treat a snake. I mean, I think he's Give me a medicine check.
4: Try to beat a 15.
2: 14
4: plus 1 15. Yeah, baby. Holy shit. Okay, so you 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 once again unkink him, but this time the sound of the stretching and the pulling and the tearing, you hear it for a second, but then you hear pow. <laughs> <laughs> and the snake straightens out very suddenly like a pipe cleaner that you just pulled taut and it's moving again. Buddy, oh, you all right? henry crawls over to the
2: snake and he casts speak with animals and i go are you okay
4: and he goes kept you waiting huh (laughs) so that is thanks to somebody on our reddit who said that we fucked up horribly by not having the snake say that the first thing when he came back
2: okay what is that metal gear what is that metal gear it's a metal gear solid reference
4: he goes thanks thanks for the, the save there i'm just paying you back what's your deal who are you does it, does it matter? I'm your savior, and you saved me. Well, like, he, we, but why? Tight, how did so you I come like to be in just, this cave? How did you following you? I was trying to find you guys so I could repay the debt. My my people, we have wiki life debts, just like many other races in the Forgotten <laughs> Realms, and I didn't like Wait, being this in snake debt. Snake has to you been guys.
0: following us the whole time. Truly, a
2: stealth mission. Henry, what is he saying? He's saying that he's been following us this whole time. That he's been like our sort of guardian snake, a garter snake, if you will. Wow.
3: Ah. Well, Daryl Wilson, buddy, nice to meet you. And I kind of shake him, <laughs> like I got because I still holding him, he goes, right? Ow, ow! I'm a great deal. <laughs> hey, hey ow. what's your name, buddy? Stop. What's your name? Tell him to stop. What's his name? Oh, oh, Henry? Hey, wait, chill, 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 Put him down. You're hurting him. Oh, you're oh, hurting oh, him. Oh, sorry, sorry, buddy. I put him down.
1: Wait, hold up, Mister Snake. If you've been our garter snake this whole time, uh, a lot of bad stuff has happened, and we're just kind of <laughs> wondering, like,
2: where were you? As Ron says this, Henry like translates in snake and goes like. Tss-
4: and he goes oh so we're looking gift snakes in the mouth now are we is that what we're doing look I don't know what I could have done against a dragon and those big dad guys but I saw these dumb orcs are dragging you in a cave maybe I can handle that so I slithered around on the ceiling and got in there ahead of you and like I did what I could I tried we
3: got through all the other stuff and like I'm pretty sure we would have died without him so like I don't know I feel like you should Say thanks. Well, Mr. Snake, thank you for, for helping us. Uh what's next for
4: you?
1: Yeah, thanks, Snake.
4: Uh well now I go back to my people. Who are your people? It's just a lot of people that pretty much look and sound very similar to me. Mm. Well, they have slightly different variations in sound, just in case you ever meet more of us at the same time. We got but, a liquid uh, snake, we got a snake. <laughs> yeah. Some of us snake. are liquid, some we of got... us are gaseous, <laughs> Glenn. Uh, some of us are naked. So the snake says I see you're hanging out with the Lord of Chaos, huh? Oh, that's my son, my beautiful boy's lark and
2: sparrow. Yeah.
4: Yeah, keep, uh, keep an eye on those two. Hey, do you know them? I was in their prison. That's where we met.
2: Boys. And I turn to Blark and Sparrow.
4: <laughs> like, and I, yes, and father. I, I point at my
2: eyes and I point to the ground right in front of me.
4: Look at the ground? No, get, get over here right now. Typically one would point at us and mm-hmm. then point at the ground. Well, I think you're both
2: intelligent enough people to understand what I mean when
4: I give you the boy's voice and I point. It means you get over here right now. Mm, I do like the compliment, so I will approach, says uh, Lark. So, yeah, Lark and Sparrow come up, and they go, yes, yes, father. Well, they're avoiding the gaze of the snake Did man. you imprison this snake man? A little, perhaps, mayhaps, a little, perhaps, well, what perhaps, do, perhaps, mayhaps. What do
2: we do when we imprison snake people that we shouldn't have imprisoned? When we did something wrong and we, it was bad, what do we do?
4: Weep, weep, uh, weep, uh. <laughs> and uh, Sparrow goes, it's okay, brother, you can say it. It's a sign of inner strength to show weakness. Weakness is strength. Uh, uh, I apologize, and he kneels and he goes, "Apologize, apologize." I apologize. I'm so very sorry. And Lark just like crosses his arms. And goes, "I guess I'm sorry. I guess." Lark,
2: that was Maybe. that. I know that took a lot, and it doesn't make up for the fact that you imprisoned this man. But I'm proud of you both for apologizing. And sir, to you on behalf of my two sons, as their father who takes responsibility for their actions, I would like to apologize as well. All their actions. Wait,
1: what's this thing about like apology is like the inner strength.
2: Well, uh, sometimes admitting that you're wrong or that you did something bad is really hard, you know, that's in, and you're holding yourself accountable can be difficult. So in that way, apologizing and admitting that you did something wrong isn't in fact, you know, weakness. It's, you know, it can sometimes be a show of your own personal strength of character in my opinion. But Okay. The point isn't us right now. The point is why did you guys lock him up? Why did you throw him in your dungeon?
4: Because he is Icky. We don't like snakes. And Lark Sparrow go, we don't like snakes. They're gross. Ugh, we have to touch him in order to come up, and I don't like it. But was like, I'm trying to learn to love all the creatures of the world, no matter how scaly and disgusting and ugly and okay, gross you and can, you can one can they may now. be. Okay, okay. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, Ron turns away from the, the group and goes over towards Terry Jr. and says, Hey, Terry, um, we're cool, right?
4: Uh, Terry looks at you and goes, uh yeah Mm-hmm. you said on <gasps> a grant yeah i mean he, he's looking at grant as he does it and grant's like oh, like gives him like a little thumbs I up i lean he's
3: over like, to ron and i go hey i i think terry's mad at you
1: yeah i kind of picked that up as well
3: uh, my kids mad at me too we should you want to talk sometime i just
1: i yeah i'd love
3: to it's hard to each other as opposed to your kids
1: yeah no that sounds like a, actually wait I'd like to introduce you, Daryl, to a special Mm -hmm. friend of mine that helps me talk through problems sometimes. Um, If you could look at my upper lip for a second and just say, (laughs) hi, I'm Daryl Wilson.
3: I'm looking at the mustache, but I'm like, my hand is behind me and I'm like snapping Glenn and Henry to like get over here. <laughs> Henry is not <laughs> listening. He's in the middle of like
2: an incredibly long winded monologue about like how okay. in a toxic masculine society we undervalue
3: emotional sensitivity. <laughs> okay. Glenn styles over to within hearing range. Your mustache, Ron, you want me to talk to your mustache?
1: Yeah, if you could. Um, just to be polite, uh, I don't know his first name, but it is Mr. Mustache. So you have to say, Mr. Mustache, hi.
3: Uh, I look at Glenn and kind of roll my eyes like, okay, uh, hey, Mr. Mustache, I'm Darrell Wilson. Nice to meet you. And I put my hand out and I go, boop. And I touch your mustache. I go, Ron, come on. What are you doing? You all right? Oh, that tickles. You jokester.
4: <laughs> the mustache does not move. Oh, shit.
3: I'm playing positive. You're fucking at my cover. <laughs> All right. You okay there, Ron?
1: Yeah. I just, Was that just a joke? No. I mean, normally he really helps me out, but I guess kind of I'm on the, my own with this one. Thanks, though, Daryl. I guess you're on your own. T-
3: <laughs> no problem. Um That's what Daryl gets her trying to t- <laughs> talk to Ron.
1: <laughs> so Ron turns around and starts writing something on one of his razor sharp business cards for a while.
4: Whoa. Okay. okay. Grant, how's that shoulder doing? He like shuffles his shoulder back and forth, and his arm just dangles a little bit. He's like kind of limp. But uh, I think you dislocated it, it, buddy. Get on over here. Let me see it. I'm good. I mean, I feel like I'm good. Nah, I've had
3: your dad's had more than one dislocated shoulder. It's not good. It's just gonna hurt worse. Let me let me see it. So I walk over and I go and I check out his arm. I was like, just stay still. Don't don't move it. Yeah, he's like, don't don't don't. And you take his arm. So yeah,
4: what are you gonna do? Okay.
3: I check it. Is it dislocated? It is. Okay. Yeah, kid, this is very dislocated. Here's what we're gonna do. This is gonna hurt, but. If we don't put it back in, it's going to wear you down and it's going to hurt worse and worse and worse and, and we can't have that, okay?
4: Yeah. All okay. right.
3: I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. This fucking sucks, Grant. You don't. I don't use the bad language, but I just want to prepare you for this. This hurts. I'm going to have to pull it out and make sure it's straight and I'm going to pop it back in.
4: Okay. Are you good? Do you want me to do this? If I said no, it's not like you wouldn't do it.
3: No, Grant, if you really don't want me to try to fix your shoulder, we, we won't do it, but I'm just letting you know it's going to hurt worse throughout the days. So I really think we got to pop this thing back in. All right, go for it. You're going to be okay. It's just going to hurt quite a bit. Hey, Henry, you got anything that can, like, numb the pain afterwards? I got a bunch of beer in this jug, Daryl.
2: Nice. Well, let's not- As you call over to Henry, who's still talking to the snake, and he goes, you know what? It's like in the book Iron John by Robert Bly, (laughs) (laughs) in the sort of middle of the book when he gets into the Jungian archetypes of masculinity. Oh, hey, yeah, uh, I can maybe cast some healing on him. I can help out, Daryl. Excuse me one
4: second. Henry, roll perception. I got a two. Okay. The snake is gone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, been, you bitch. don't know what point he it away but he's definitely gone. i've been
2: holding court to lark and sparrow like kind of like gesturing back to the snake and now i'm like oh okay <laughs> yeah daryl i'm coming right over all right damn he is good <laughs> this is now we're in the area where like D D healing mechanics and like real life role-playing mechanics don't quite see yeah. because i'm like i could just cast cure wounds on
4: him
1: But that's not as cool.
4: Is it a wound? It doesn't feel like it's like a. I mean, it's. I mean, the abstractification of pain and damage and stuff like that is gibberish for this. But the story is strong enough that, like, we'll say that your cure wounds ability would, like, be a shot of morphine or something Mm -hmm. afterward and would remove some of the pain. But in order to actually get his shoulder back, you got to do it. We really do need that
1: TV tropes after action patch up. (laughs) (laughs)
4: yeah he's got to have a big old cut and then like you put a little bit of alcohol and he goes like that's only the moment when he hurts and it increases the sexual yeah absolutely oh man um (laughs) henry henry rips
2: off some of his uh shorts to do a bandage and now his thighs are scandalously showing
0: (laughs) it's like the biggest tan line It's like the strongest tan line you've ever seen like on it because we've been out and running around okay
2: this is what henry does henry provocatively unzips one leg of his hiking pants like the shorts part and then he's like all right i don't know what you do with this maybe like do you want me to make it into a sling daryl or what do you need
3: yeah, uh, yeah. if you can make a sling, that was great. I was going to use my belt, but if you can make a sling right now, that'd be great, because yes, okay. we should put this in a sling afterwards.
2: Dang, this isn't quite long enough to be a sling. I'm going to have to unzip both of my shorts, <laughs> so I unzip
3: the other hiking leg pant and tie them together to make a sling for Grant's arm. I kind of, like, nudge Grant's face away from watching uh, Henry uh, strip, and I go, okay, just <laughs> stare just at me. All right. Grant is definitely trying to get a look. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's right. The moment I notice that he's trying to take a look, I just like shrug. I was like, that's as good of a distraction as anything. (laughs) And I pull his arm out so that the ball of the shoulder pops out. And then he's probably flinching. And then I push it right back
4: in. So as you pull out his arm, his eyes go wide for a second. And the yelp that he makes is not one necessarily of pain. All there's a little pain in it. But it's almost one of surprise. And his eyes go wide and he looks at his own shoulder and then to the rest of his body with, with a great deal of shock. Mm.
1: Ron is now one business card away from having written on the front and back of all of his remaining business cards.
3: What the fuck <laughs> is going on with Ron? Daryl uh, hugs Grant tight and say, It's okay if it hurts, Not buddy. Not that tight. Um, yeah, well, n- around his shoulder. Yeah. And he's putting the sling on. And he goes, Are You okay to
4: walk? Are you okay to keep moving? We got to keep moving, though. Uh huh. Yep. So as you say that, Mm-hmm. Ron, you feel the leaf that you've been carrying around that has not me written on it? You feel that begin to vibrate in your pocket.
1: Does anybody remember what kind of like real world mechanism the leaf is? Is it a pager or is it a phone or something? I'm just going to pull it out. Okay. Uh, and I look I look at the leaf.
4: So the leaf has uh, on it the very small simplified features of Aaron O'Neill's face on it. It goes, uh, Did something happen? You're all still here. Yeah, we're still uh, here. Our van got sucked in but we couldn't get in with some like
3: tendrils or some weird feeling. Like it felt like we were like, like ropes were attached to us. We were pulled out. Ah, uh, I was thinking we just go right back without the fan this time. Cause like <laughs> we got rid of, not us. We didn't get rid of it, but like all the orcs are dead. So I was thinking that we should just go back and try again.
4: You can try as many times as you like, but you're anchored here. So anchored. So yeah, I saw in the sky, this like big purple tendril going a little bit North to this like commune that we don't visit very often. And, And I thought, ah, that can't be good. That feels like it's connected to the boys. You're the boys. (laughs) So I think they've used their connection to you to anchor you in this world. And until you destroy the anchors, I don't think you can go back.
1: Oh, How many anchors are we talking here?
4: So there's one for each of the sort of family units, I guess. Uh. I assume. I didn't see them all. Aaron, are these anchored to our kids? Yeah, anybody they want to keep here, they are using the anchors to maintain. So, like, I assume, Ron, your dad has an anchor for you. Henry, your dad has one for you. Daryl, I don't quite understand why that would be a thing, but apparently you're anchored here as well. Yeah, I got pulled. Kids, did you feel getting pulled, too, or were you just stuck in the car? All the kids go like, okay, well, I, we, we got pulled, definitely got pulled. Yeah, we got pulled, pulled very hard, but I was mm-hmm. fighting against it. I wish that I'd been able to well just done. try again. Wait a second,
2: Peyton, <laughs> did you feel like you got
4: pulled? Uh, yeah, yeah. But- I'm basically like family, so that track still- Oh, hey, uh, okay, still fair dog. enough. Maybe it's like a found family kind of thing. In order to find the anchors, you're going to have to perform a ritual of the same type of magic that was used to create the anchors. Because they're daddy anchors, you're going to have to perform- some sort of daddy ritual. Can you think of anything that you guys could do that would feel like a a proper dad ritual that would be you know pregnant with magic? BBQ, guys. What's a bigger ritual than a BBQ? Aaron claps and she goes, That would actually be great. Yes, a barbecue. Ooh, okay, so yes, here's what you would do. In order to complete a proper ritual, it needs to involve some sort of extra planar being, sort of like a quasi-god or like a demigod or whatever. So what you could do is you could summon and cook and eat the dread cow vacaris. And I think that would probably allow you to locate where your anchors are.
3: Wait, wait, a god cow? Or just eating a cow for a god? What, what was that?
4: No, no, it's, it's it's the dread cow vacaris. It's like a quasi-demon thing.
3: Ooh. How big of a cut are we talking about? How, how big's that cow?
4: <laughs> Take a regular cow, imagine... Somebody just grabbed its edges and dragged it out, and like kept all the, the ratios correct. And now they were sh- holding shift. They're holding shift, and it is now three times its size. It
2: sounds like this big wacky cow is from the far side of reality. Fuck off. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> No. All
4: right, we'll Darryl. gets inspiration whatever wants to get inspiration. All the kids take damage.
1: <laughs> I don't even get that. So like oh, yeah. I'm not yeah, I refuse to comes. take damage It's from
4: okay. That's from
0: Midvale
3: School for the Gifted, oh, am I right? Jesus. Christ. <laughs> I took four damage off Actually, of that.
4: Actually, yeah, none of the kids take damage because they don't know
3: what oh, that's that is. Good point. Darryl takes out his inventory and he's already sketching out a cow and looking at the different cuts of meat and like kind of assuming like okay, he's trying to there's already figure out like how many line, people the- How many people he could serve with this bad boy if this okay, is Okay, all right. So settle down. Settle down. So you're saying to by the way, Daryl's just very calm, like writing, and he looks up at Henry, who's screaming, "Settle down, settle down!" And he looks at Glenn, and he's like, "Yikes!" Yikes. <laughs> he just goes back to slowly writing his 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 idea of what how to cook up so this now, meat. Now there's, <laughs> I
2: can't believe it. Now there's two of them. Settle down. So you're saying, in order to figure out where our anchors are, so that we can break this bond or do whatever we got to do to get back home, we have to summon a. Ca- you're just you're going real fast for me here, Aaron. You're saying what we you need
3: s- to
4: do is in order to you're
3: a t-bone girl am i right you're invited by the way you're a t-bone girl
4: I I'll leave anything off the cow. I don't care which part. I don't care if it's still mooing. As long as it ain't green, I'm good. Nice. You know what?
3: I know we got this kind of back and forth, and it feels like I know you—, you kind of will they, won't they? <laughs> no, no, well, ooh, no, not, I wasn't talking—
4: He's like, pauses?
3: No, I wasn't talking yeah, about nice that. I just try, meant, Anthony. I just meant uh, you act tough, but, like, you help us out a lot. I, I, I understand. You, you like us. So I'm just saying you're invited to the BBQ once we do this, and I'm saving
4: whatever your favorite cut of meat is, you're getting it. And then yeah, sure, T-bone. All I right. appreciate it. Circle that, of T-bone, Errol. and I write uh, Aaron. So the leaf just sort of rotates back <laughs> to face Henry, and she goes so. Daddy magic is predicated off of dad experiences, whether that's teaching your kids something or just stereotypically dad behavior, like throwing a barbecue, you know, signs of traditionally patriarchal affection or control. And it's not always good. Sometimes it's toxic in the case of, obviously, your, your dads. It can be really, really toxic and bad, but also it could be used for good. So in order to find the anchors that are keeping you here, they're physical objects. Your dads have hidden them somewhere in the Forgotten Realms. And they are physical objects that you need to find and you need to destroy because they're made out of pure daddy magic. And they're probably made out of some object or they take the form of some object that's important to one of you. Nick chimes in like the Horcruxes from Harry Potter, right? (laughs) I have no idea what that is. Nick is like, that sounds like some Horcrux show. That is a fucking Horcrux Mm -hmm. shit. So the BBQ is just going to let us know where to go. Yes, the BBQ is going to basically infuse you with enough temporary dad magic that you'll be able to feel in your dad's soul where your particular anchor is.
1: Can I, like, make a, a guess and then Anthony can take off the headphones and then I can make a, a cool Reddit conspiracy theory?
4: Ooh. Okay, Freddie, wave at me in the camera when it's okay for me to put my headphones back on. Hey guys, welcome to Mini Talking Dads, where we talk <laughs> okay. about the bad right, Beth, <laughs> what's
2: up? What have you figured out?
1: Okay, Payton is definitely an anchor, am I right?
2: Wait oh. a second. You think so? I think so. You think, like, what, like, he's going to be, like, a long-lost child or something like
1: that? Maybe he's, like, not even, like, real. Like, he's just taken the form of some sort
3: Interesting. of... Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think Anthony definitely has some sort of endgame for Payton at yeah, this
1: point. Yeah, I think, I think he's an anchor. Okay.
3: I think, yeah. okay. So how do we test that? Do we just, like, kill him?
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All
3: right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Should we get back Sorry. to the podcast? Yeah, let's yes.
1: do All right, back
0: to the regular podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons brought to you this week by Blue Nile. Buying I'm someone tired jewelry.
1: of living in a state of denial. I gotta get engaged.
0: <laughs> it's time to get married, everybody. Yeah. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a gift. It's probably pretty good. One would hope. And you get to see the look on their face when they open it. The hard part, finding the right piece. Yeah, there's nothing
3: like stopping you from buying the ring you want now while you're waiting to find the man that you need. later Later, right this is absolutely
0: what I should be doing (laughs) just buy the ring you want now figure (laughs) out how to get the perfect piece at the best price bath BlueNile.com. Thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below retail. wish I could find thousands retail. of independently graded men. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Peace oh, of wow. mind with every purchase? You ain't getting that on Hinge. With some of the highest quality standards in the industry, not even Raya can keep up with that. Whether you want to uh, make a you classic know what they say about statement... Online dating,
2: the odds are good, but the goods are odd. <laughs> whether you may want to make a classic statement by
0: gifting a white gold tennis bracelet. That's a... White gold? <laughs> white cocaine? A tennis bracelet? Ooh. Like in, like in challengers, like in challengers, yeah. Oh, fuck yes, or maybe just like in challengers. Yep, sapphire yep. and diamond hoop earrings. <laughs> ben, not let's start raceless. by finding one guy before we start. No, I high need two, two
1: and <laughs> they need to make out with each other too.
0: Blue Nile's jewelry experts can help you find the perfect gift for what is it? a Throuple situation? What is it? Is it jewels and gym? Like what is it,
2: challengers? What was it? It's kind of like a,
4: a combative throuple. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, the dream, right?
2: Yeah. What jewelry will I need to buy to make the two boys kiss? Uh, nah. Well,
0: you know, you could ask Blue Nile's experts because they're available twenty four seven by phone or. Chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. What are some expected or unexpected challenges you might encounter when shopping for jewelry gifts? Well, first and foremost, when you have two tennis players vying yes. for your attention and she you're trying to make different ring sizes. Yes. Yep, multiple sizing, different tastes. You want to make them jealous of each other? Yeah. And you want
3: to recreate that famous scene in Challengers when Zendaya holds up an engagement ring and goes, which whatever, yes. you <laughs> <laughs>
0: kiss is
5: best? Like, <laughs> yeah.
3: And the two boys kiss each other. Good Blue yeah. Nile. And
0: also, while they're kissing each other in your hotel room, you can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile <laughs> also offers a diamond price match guarantee. They might be locking lips and tugging each other. But, but, you're, you can not there, into but you're not l- locked into a bad deal. That's
2: right, Ben. <laughs> Hell
0: yeah. And just in case, holy <laughs> shit, 30 day returns. That's a big 3-0, a.k.a. a finished set in tennis. <laughs> Shop Blue Nile you're today. You're going to love,
2: love these
0: rings. <laughs> Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and Convenience of the original online jeweler, go to Bluenile.com today. That's Bluenile.com. Dungeons and Days is brought to you this week by Pretty Litter. It's springtime. Get your dick up.
3: Oh, sorry. That's oh, not that's good. Good. Nope, not this. <laughs> no. Sorry. Sorry, we got so many ads. Pretty, right, Litter,
2: is, Pretty Litter is delivered in discreet
0: packages. Discreet packaging,
3: <laughs> and it smells
0: nice. Rather, it smells like nothing because it traps odor with its powerful crystal matrix. It's ultra absorbent, lightweight, low dust, one six pound bag, works right up for the month. It's a kitty litter. And this crystal matrix allows for changes in color in case your cat has potential illnesses. in the, the red
2: pill. No one can be told what the crystal yes. matrix
3: is. You have yeah. to piss on it to find
0: out. Like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, basically anything that goes through the pee hole,
3: it can detect it. See that cat dressed in red? <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Look
0: at it. Uh, Pretty
4: Litter also ships free. You think that's piss your breathing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. They'll have that big, huge kitty litter bags all over the place. Have my cat's those. just
2: been taking a dump in the desert of the real.
1: <laughs> I
0: don't want <laughs> Sorry, too many good Matrix things.
1: One time, my cat um, peed and it was like telling the litter box, like, dodge this.
0: I hate this
3: litter box. One time it's my... the smell. <laughs> 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 ah, yes. I just like that movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Three litter yep. is amazing. You have to try it. it. Gives me peace of mind for my cat's yeah. health especially when it comes to piss-related health issues. And it's also a great kitty litter, too. Go to prettylitter.com slash daddies. Yeah. That's prettylitter.com slash daddies to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy, prettylitter.com slash daddies. Yeah, it's For bad. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
3: last time I got pretty litter in the mail from them, I got a little cat toy. Terms and conditions apply, c for details.
2: Okay, so we're calling on sort of like the dad magic, which is a thing that's real, and we're going to use that to inspire ourselves to see where to go to see where these things all right so how do we get this cow you know like i'm not is it is it a mean cow with a name like the dread cow i'm just trying to i'm trying to it seems like we're pretty it's a demonic cow we're, it seems like we're pretty clocked into the barbecue plan which you know i mean
3: i don't need to go on and on about it but i'm not you know super I'm gonna cook up i'll grill up some veggies whatever you want henry we'll up some veggies for you. oh sorry aaron what was that
2: Ooh, what was that? Aaron. Is there maybe like a dread carrot we could fight? That you know Aaron doesn't, doesn't like because that
4: because carrots are fucking dope. Carrots are sweet as hell. You so know, cows do are wonderful, stuff. beautiful creatures. Oh boy, no, go. idiot! Cows are evil. Oh
3: boy, they eat grass. Henry, I stare at him. Don't take this away from me. I'm just saying maybe. <laughs> I turn around and like it is an incredibly detailed diagram of a cow i've already chosen like all the different cuts of meat that i'm gonna prioritize some of it's reserved for jerky for our travel later i'm like ready to go i'm staring at it guys
1: yeah can we just sort of table this beef for a second
3: (laughs) (laughs) well
4: done you get an inspiration
2: all right i'm just saying if there was maybe also a dread vegetable we could have some options at our daddy magic ritual for those who don't partake
4: no, we got, I'm, I got you. I mean, there's a bread demon. A bread? Nice. Oh, that's great. Oh my God. I would totally love <laughs> well, to demon. fight a bread, bread demon. demon. Yeah.
3: I bet that demon goes straight to my thighs. Am I right, guys? <laughs> no, you use that bread demon. You soak up the meat juices on your plate with that bread. That's pop That's perfect. In. We can, yeah, we can pair the bread demon with the meat demon.
4: Okay. So then you're going to summon two demons. <laughs> and by killing them, yeah, you've now made the fight twice as hard for yourself. So I guess that's a plan.
3: Wait, Aaron, we don't have to go anywhere. We just summon them here. Yeah, I would love that.
4: Yeah. I mean, I once you have everything set up. I'm not a dad, so I don't know what the magic words would be. But if there's like some stuff that dads tend to say before a barbecue, something that gets you in the barbecuing kind of mood, do that and then just also say the words, I summon the Dread Calvaris and Dread Bread, Bread Dead. Uh, and then they'll, they'll show Dread bread, bread Revolver? Redemption? Where do they, how do they <laughs> you know, Sorry, his name is <laughs> Dread Bread Redemption too. Daryl turns around and looks at the
3: huge fire pit and he looks back at Aaron and he's like, how, where do they appear?
4: What you're gonna do is you're gonna draw a sigil in somebody's blood, sorry, and then they'll appear wherever the sigil. Let's do the
2: cage, guys. There's like a grilling cage right there. Exactly. Unfortunately, I have heard that if you want to summon Bread Dread Redemption Two, it takes six to seven years to do it, and you have to abuse a bunch oh, of people and make them work God. way too hard. And <laughs> then when it comes out, it's like it's a really realistic bread, but it's not like the most fun bread you've ever eaten. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Well,
0: actually, I heard some people actually buy it twice because there's a version of it that lets you eat it with other people. So it's kind of weird. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. It's a podcast for five people. Okay. Um, Four. <laughs>
2: So we summon them. Someone's going to have to do a little ouchie time, but that's fine. Uh, we can figure
3: that out. Daryl already pricks his finger. Well, Daryl, we Daryl not gonna summon him right
0: now? we got
2: to rest first. Simmer
0: down, buddy. Glenn points to the 40 dead orcs in the room and says, there's blood here,
4: you idiots. Like, we're surrounded oh. by rotting
2: dead flesh, man. So we can summon this cow and then maybe this bread monster. Although maybe we can just use real bread. Like, ah. Shucks. You know, I don't want to make it more difficult for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, don't like, I don't know, if guys. Monster. I say,
1: let's get this bread. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am out of character, very curious to see what a bread demon looks like.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: I don't know, man. This fight might be a little bit too yeasty. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. half an quarter. Oh, mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. No, shit.
2: That bread pun needs
4: some work. See, there we go. There it is. Don't... Patronize me, will. <laughs> All right, y'all but have Well, why would I do that? Animals. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, you filthy animals! You filthy, disgusting animals!
3: Well, it seems like before the BBQ even happens, we gotta fight this cow, and then we'll get then the we'll meat. get the BBQ. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems yeah. like we should just prep this cave as good as possible, so that when we summon them, they're you know ninety percent done. Yeah, they're like I good agree. To be, like we've pretty much killed them. I agree. All right. Well, Aaron, uh, sounds like a plan. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. Thanks.
4: Okay. Thanks, Aaron. I just, it just you, sounds weird when you say it.
0: <laughs> Aaron, this dude I better just, not be jacked up again. You sent us down a lot of jacked I mean, up she paths. Didn't, you it's, leave it's, Aaron alone. It's
4: always when? jacked up, and I always warn you it's going to be jacked up, and then you blame me when it's jacked up. The guy who almost let me die. I
1: reach out, and I fold the leaf in half. <laughs>
4: and she goes, oh, I felt that. And then it, she cuts off.
1: <laughs> I like then I stick it back in my pocket. In oh, do we find out what,
3: what symbol we actually draw? Ron, uh, I need Aaron real quick.
1: Okay. I opened up the leaf.
3: <laughs> Aaron, sorry. Accidentally hung up on you. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Sorry. What's the symbol when you draw for both of them? I guess we got one symbol per demon.
4: Yeah, one symbol per demon. Any symbol that means something to you as a father or in relation to your father or the whole experience of fatherhood. You get to make the Whoa.
3: symbol. Oh.
4: All right.
1: I call the Superman S. Football
4: <laughs> and blood. <laughs> the, the, the what? The Superman, <laughs> S- <laughs> <laughs> Superman S? Yeah. All right.
3: <laughs> Superman S and football and blood. Dig All right. Okay, well, thanks again, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, thanks, Aaron.
4: You're such a dick. Aaron. Such, you're the worst one. Every time I'm like, I, I maybe fold Glenn's the leaf got again.
3: <laughs> and I give Ron a fucking high five. If we
0: do this right, guys, there shouldn't be much fighting because these orcs had a cage and if we could seal that thing up real nice and just use it to just roast the cow... That's basically it.
2: So Henry says, all right, look, I don't want to put us in any more danger than we need to be. I think I can maybe tough this out. I just, you know, I'm you're, you know, I'm going to be a little bit, I can tell I'm a little under the weather, so you're not going to get peak Henry in this fight. So just- Well, can a, we
3: heal you? Do we have anything that we could- uh, I mean, unless
2: you have antidote for poison on you somewhere, like maybe- Hey, Payton. Yeah, what's up, man?
0: Do
4: you know anything about like antidotes for poisons? You know, like, do you happen to have that knowledge- you can buy them from pretty much any merchant or any alchemist or whatever. They're pretty uh. common antidotes because there's a lot of poison going around.
2: Henry would like to make another half-assed insight check. This is going to be based off of Henry's casting back through his knowledge of watching shows like Man vs. Wild and Survivor <laughs> Man, and reading about like the restorative properties of different herbs. I believe you have a nature skill, so you can roll nature. I'm gonna roll nature. Why the French not? Rolling the bones. So I got to do disadvantage though, right? Yes. All right. Well, I got a two and a five. So uh, Henry's mm. like, okay, guys, when I was watching the pet whisperer, they said that dogs eat grass when their stomachs are upset. So if you feed me <laughs> a bunch of grass, maybe I'll feel better. I'm just going to go ahead and try to heal myself up a little bit here and then let's do this thing, I guess, you know. I- I'm going to also cast Cure Wounds on you. Oh, that's right. I forgot that, uh, yeah. that Glenn. Yeah, let's
3: let's let's get this thing so we can get Henry to a place that we can cure that poison. Sounds good. Seems like what we need to do. I'm going to put a comforting hand on Henry's shoulder
0: and like tap him in the belly and be like, hey, buddy, you feeling better? Feeling better a little bit? Got all that gross stuff out, huh? Ha. <laughs> yeah. That's 3DA plus 3. Nine hit points back to you, Henry. Oh, all right. Let's nice. Let's let's decide what do we want to do right now. Do we want to fight here? If we think we can latch that cage closed, that's going to be our best bet because these orcs have clearly used it multiple
2: times for doing this exact thing. So why not? I will point out the orcs seemed excited and not that surprised when we broke out. It seems <laughs> like maybe part of the dinner theater experience
3: that the food escapes this yep. cage. <laughs> Cows don't have opposable thumbs. Yeah, but this thing's probably pretty
4: big. You guys keep
1: talking about the cow, but I'm more worried about the bread.
4: Did she say how (laughs) big the cow was? She said it was three times the size of a normal cow. How big is the cage? The cage is big enough to hold a cow that is three times the size of a normal (laughs) cow. All right. Yes. Thank you, Anthony.
3: Guys. All right. Daryl starts walking up. I think it's pretty clear. Like we got like literally a cow burning device right here. Henry's sick. Let's get out of this as quickly as possible. We got to get out of here. I think
0: we got to scavenge around for a way to like lock it up, though. Because we broke the locks off.
2: These guys seem like they would be the type to have loose chains around. Maybe we can get some chains and do that. So that's what Henry does. He's going to, Henry's going to hobble around and see if he can, while spewing all over the place, find some, he goes to the boys, he says, Hey boys. All right. So here's the plan. We're going to try to summon this cow in that thing and get some barbecue going. So I need you all to, you know,
4: be buddies and, uh, help us look for some stuff to secure that cage, you know? Lark says, I will do whatever it takes if the reward is more flesh. Yes, yes, yes. And he dances his way deeper into the caves, going flesh, 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 flesh. And Spare goes, I will look after him, Father. We will come back with chains, or not at all. And he r- runs after Lark. Don't
2: go into any of those tunnels. We're just trying to stick in this general area. We all need eyesight on each other. I don't want anyone getting lost
4: in the network of caves, okay? I'll go with them. Hey, come on, Nick. Let's go look for some chains and stuff. Hell yeah, chains. Metal. Metal hell. You find chains very quickly. There are all the stuff you would imagine in an orc-ass encampment. Like, they had prison cells, and those cells had chains on them, and there are skeletons in there, and they don't have any cool loot on them because it was all taken from them. There are no orcs around. You get the feeling that, like, dinner time brings everybody to the table. So, at least in terms of the people who were here when you arrived it seems like all of the orcs are, are done for. So basically you have free reign to whatever you would imagine. Well, it's nice that the orcs still find time to all sit down and have a meal together yeah, as a family. That's you know, nice. I think that's really important. In our high-speed, high-internet world, it's really good to just hang out with your friends and vomit to death. You
2: know, they're not
4: all on their orc phones, you know, playing orc night. Uh, so yes, you find your chains, you find locks, whatever you would like. Daryl <laughs> goes to Grant
3: and he's like, Hey, uh, Grant, I think uh, obviously the kiddos, you all shouldn't be in here probably when we're fighting this thing. So leaving you in charge, buddy, to get all the kids outside the cave area, be right there, and uh, we'll call you when it's safe again. You sure you don't need help?
1: Ron says... (laughs) Sticks and stones may break my bones But chains and whips excite me
4: (laughs) (laughs) Terry just looking at you And just shaking Why would you even You didn't even say that to anybody You just said it to yourself It was like practically on your brain It was like a secret from you to you It's a
1: song (laughs) Is it? I've never heard it Yeah, S&M by Rihanna
2: Oh. Oh, okay, okay, nice
4: that's why none of us know it, because we're not cool. <laughs> so Lark and Sparrow hear that, and immediately they go, Ree-ree! Ree-ree! So Grant takes Peyton and all the other kids out of the cave. He sort of walks them out and goes like, oh, just, let's just hang out of here for a while. Lark and Sparrow are busy, you know, punching each other and stuff like that, but they're all happy to walk outside and let the dads do all the cooking. All
0: right, so we have enough stuff to lock up this cage. We need to draw our symbols in the cage, right? Yes. And I got a bunch of
2: orc blood here to write it with. Okay, yeah. so we were saying the superman S.
3: And Daryl's already drawing. Uh, he he drew a very well drawn football. Like nice sketching, like nice hash marks. So to, like, like an oval. Get the shading <laughs> on the underside. You can tell. You can tell it's a football. It's not, it doesn't look like an egg. Beth, it looks like a football. It looks, looks, looks perfect. <laughs> the laces are out.
2: If you don't mind, Daryl, I'm just going to, and then I put like the footballs lying in a little bed of leaves. I'm like, now there's something in there for me too, <laughs> just to like, <laughs> to make it like, I just wasn't feeling really represented by the fatherhood images, but now it's like the ball's in nature and I'm into nature and that's, you know, so anyway, I think we're good
3: to okay.
4: go. What's the cage? Uh, like, is it hanging from a rope or something? No, it's suspended, like a spit over a fire. There are two like arms holding it up.
3: All right, team, let's get two of you on the other side. Glenn, why don't you stay with me, Ron, uh, Henry, get on that side. And when this demon gets summoned, we should just drop it in the fire. Hell yeah, guys, let's do it. Okay. One, okay. two, three,
2: doodlers. Doodlers.
0: Doodlers. And then Aaron said so we got to say something dad-like when we do it, right?
2: So I've been thinking about this. And, you know, usually when I go to you know, sort of barbecue events, like, I, I usually don't really fit in, but I see a lot of other dads talking about the game. So I was <laughs> thinking maybe we could talk about the game last night. And that could be the way we kind of get ourselves in dad mode. And did then, you see the game? Did you see the game last night?
1: Actually, wait. Uh, could one of you hold on for a second? Because I feel like to say my dad thing, I need to be like with my son or my stepson.
2: Um, uh, uh, We were kind of trying uh, to keep the kids out there to yeah. you know, make it a little bit more safe.
1: That's all right. I can come back after
2: I, after I do it. Okay. Uh, Sure. I, I guess that'll count. We'll just hold this 400-pound we'll thing by the three of us while you go do that, Ron.
1: Okay. Thanks, guys.
4: <laughs> okay, so Ron, what do you do?
1: I go and find Terry.
4: You go outside, and you see that all of the kids are in one... They're sort of sitting in a circle, all holding each other's hands, like doing a massive like thumb wrestling. They, they call it Battle Royale Thumb Wrestling, and they're trying to all eliminate each other. And when Terry Jr. sees you, he gets knocked out, and he sort of stands up.
1: Hey, Terry, can I talk to you for a second? Uh, what's up? And then he t- takes the business cards out of his pocket. I don't know why his underwear has pockets, but I guess that's a thing.
3: Just, tuck a plus. plus. He
1: says, I was writing this thing on my business cards, and then I was going to try to say it, but memorize. So you thought that I was coming up with it on the spot. But then I, um, I'm i kind of under a time pressure because we have to kill a bunch of demons. So I just, I want, um, I know that you might be mad at me. And, um, I just want to say that I I am sorry that I Yoshi kicked you off of uh, the 5 foot drop thing and um and then I'm I'm sorry when I laughed when I said that I I trusted you to kick the soccer ball because that made you think that I didn't trust you but um I'm also sorry for getting arrested for stealing the corner flags I just thought that they would <laughs> look great in the yard I still think that <laughs> I'm sorry that you I ate your Otter Pops from the freezer and I'm sorry that I said I
4: fucking knew it I was you. I didn't
1: know who, who did it. Um and um I, but I'm I'm really sorry that uh that you had to sort of lose one dad and then be almost the parent to the other. So you said that I didn't trust you, but that's I sometimes I trust you more then I trust myself, and then he flips over a business card. And he starts. He starts reading the next business card. <laughs>
2: um, and meanwhile, Henry Glenn and Daryl are sweating
4: profusely. <laughs> <sleep. laughs> Damn. <laughs>
1: um, that's not how fatherhood should be, and I should be there for you. Uh, and he flips over a business card again. There's
4: uh,
1: something that oh, see, I've known for a while. But I couldn't really put it into words until now when I wrote the words down because I had never really heard it myself. So uh, And then he, he sets the business cards back in his pocket or whatever. I'm proud of you. And then Aww. he's like, I think they're going to drop the cage, so I've got to go back. But that was my... <laughs> uh, someday you might be proud of me too. But until then, I'm going to go lift some heavy weights. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Okay, so roll perception.
1: Okay. This is going to hurt my feelings. I know it. Yeah, it is. Natural 20.
5: <gasps> oh, shit.
4: <gasps>
1: fuck. Shit, fuck. Uh,
4: so if you'd gotten literally anything other than the natural 20, I was going to say that as you turn around and ran back into the cage, you saw just for a second, his arms begin to come up like he was going to go for a hug, but then he saw you running away, and so his arms dropped. And Oh, I guess maybe next time. But with a natural 20... I feel like you see him begin to do that. And if you want to give him a hug, you can.
1: I give him a hug, but it's like I have to be like the little spoon of the hug, like the underarm (laughs) part. And so it's like (laughs) so So like I'm essentially hugging him around like his mid torso where he would like hug my shoulders. Like a middle
4: school slow dance. It's very much. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then there's too much back pat. Action going on. There's just a pat 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 <laughs> pat,
4: pat, pat, pat. <laughs> He's like, you can stop that. That patting is weird. But no, this, that was very. Thanks, thanks, Dad.
1: Thanks, son. Ah!
4: Meanwhile, from
0: the game Ron, get the fuck out <laughs> of <run laughs> here, <laughs> run!
1: All right, guys, I'm coming back. Uh, all right, uh, and then I. <laughs> I feel like even when I'm lifting it, like, you wouldn't even notice that I'm lifting.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we realize that you're not lifting. <laughs> okay. So I've got a thing that might be kind of fun for what you can say. So you can either talk about the game mm-hmm. or we can do this thing because I forgot that I wrote this down as a mechanic. So basically, I'm going to give you 90 seconds. Okay. And if you can come up with as many... Barbecuing or grill puns as are humanly possible in 90 seconds. For every single one of those, I'm going to reduce his HP by 10. Ooh, <laughs> I like it.
0: Oh, that's oh amazing.
4: God. I'm going to tell you when to go, okay? okay? Three, two, one, starts now.
3: Hey, guys, nice to meet you. Man, I sure hope this isn't a limp brisket of a good time. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes could not
2: be higher.
1: Your head's gonna go kebab um, after this.
3: That <laughs> joke um, that. What the fuck is that? 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 Kebab. I don't know what the- that joke grilled. That means <laughs> it's good.
2: <laughs> um, um, you have a minute um, left. Uh, as
0: much as it propane's me to say this, I kind of wish we had a little more gas. Don't be I so like a-
1: cold when insulting my jokes.
2: What does that have to do that with... That is not coal. <laughs> no, I like barbe- charcoal. Look, it's really uh, charred to make barbecue g- uh, grill jokes. I charred it. Uh, <laughs> all right, that one counts. This is hard under uh, pressure. 30 this, seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, uh, don't flip out. Uh, we're... Patty, much screwed if we don't keep making more uh, hot. We're having a hell
1: buns. of a tongs. <laughs> um,
3: um, Fifteen. Um, that 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 joke wasn't a mistake. We already I, I think you already, already did, did, that. did steaks. Yeah. Steak. Well, you can do multiple steaks. You can do steaks multiple times. <laughs> What's great about the smoke you is know know that, that gets joke ridden. was well done. That joke was that well is, done. That What's that great is about is this? rare
0: such a well done joke. About the smoke is all the mosquitoes is out of the way.
4: Oh, just barely made it. It Sorry, that was the opposite of making it. You didn't get the McKeat joke in in time. Because
0: Matt was talking. Come on, Matt. Clear room so that we can make puns. (laughs) Talking, I
4: said well well done. All right, so of the ones that I would say I counted, uh, that's 11 puns in 90 (laughs) seconds. So it's lost 110 of its starting (laughs) HP. It's so
0: hard when you're under pressure, dude. It's so much
4: harder. No, I believe it. That was the worst improv show anybody's
0: (laughs)
5: ever watched.
4: (laughs) Once you finish doing that, you see... Flames begin to rise from the sigils that you've drawn the Superman ass and the football on the on the bed of leaves and in order first a massive three times the size of a normal cow ass cow appears and pretty much fills the entire space of the cage like to the point where it's like back fat is like kind of peeking out through the little like holes in the grates and stuff. It's like veal. Oh, that's. <laughs> oh, God, Matt. Yeah, sorry. dark. Right behind it, you see just a small <laughs> loaf of bread just like like into, into existence, and it's kind of squished up against the... Let
3: go! I mean, I don't even think we have a choice. I think we just <laughs> drop it. What
1: kind of bread is it? Are we talking like rye, sourdough, wonder? <laughs> yeah, what kind of
4: bread? Paint the picture. Roll perception. See what kind of bread it is. I rolled an 18. Ooh, it's a nice sourdough loaf. (laughs) All right, good. So the sourdough loaf and the massive (laughs) demon cow with red burning eyes, smoke pouring out of its nostrils. This
1: is scary. I don't like that.
4: Fire (laughs) coming out of the udders. (laughs) Like a weird bad jetpack. It goes, (laughs) where (laughs) am I? And then immediately you drop him down and he goes, and as he falls, he is going to... Try to mind blast you. So everybody give me a DC 16 intelligence saving throw. You want to beat a DC 16 with your saving throw for intelligence. Ah. Ooh, my intelligence is not great.
2: Henry Oak got a natural 20. It feels great because I feel like my rolls have been
3: dog shit for the last 10 episodes in a row. (laughs) (laughs) I was due. Glenn rolls a four.
2: I rolled a
1: seven.
4: Daryl rolls a Beth minus a Freddy. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so... Everybody except for Henry takes 22 damage and is stunned for one minute. So that means you can't move or talk. You can't move or talk for one minute? Yeah, but that's in combat time. So in real life, it'll be over pretty quickly. Because Because we won. this is not going to be combat. Like, he falls. (laughs) He only had 120 hit points to start with, and you did 11 puns. (laughs) So the cage smashes down into the fire. And uh, he immediately bursts into flames. He goes, just like the prophecy foretold. <laughs> and he he just begins to he just dies. He just fucking like his eyes pop and shatter, and he falls over. He, I can't fall because he's like so stuck in this thing. But he kind of rolls over and stops moving. And the bread is just sort of burning. Uh, it seems to just be normal ass <laughs> loaf of bread. Does the bread say anything, Anthony? It doesn't. There's no eyes or anything. No, it's just a normal loaf of bread. I look at the bread and I say, "Hey, you quit loafing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah still doesn't respond weird basically yeah the, the stunned time ends, so it's fine you just got hurt a lot by its psychic mind blast from the demon cow oh
2: whoa, whoa, no whoa, 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 hold on i want to use my minute for a second here and <laughs> <Okay. with you. laughs> While i have the stage i look to the other dads who are all frozen and i go mm, i think we learned a little lesson here boys and the lesson is veganism because i don't eat meat i'm timing I was you I, wait wait how the long count- are we stunned a minute I'm timing you, Will. Ready? Go. So I, I sort of walk smugly between the dads and I say, hmm, it <laughs> looks like maybe you guys have a guilty conscience about the way that, you know, our, our food is raised and processed. Whereas me, like, I don't partake in that stuff, so I don't feel bad. So maybe that's why the clearly this was like some sort of guilt trip that this monster was trying to lay on us. It bounced right off of me. So I just, uh, I want you guys to, you know, take a minute. And, you know, this is the last time I'll bring it up. You know, guys, I don't, I don't like bringing up this card a lot, but I just want to say, you know, Uh, maybe we should think a little bit more. Maybe we should watch Freddie's showing me that I have 30 seconds left. So, um, you know, I would recommend maybe watching food Inc. There's a great book called eating animals. Uh, follow James Cromwell on Twitter. He talks about this stuff a lot. Uh, and you know, make sure to donate to good organizations. Like, um, you know, PETA is a little controversial, but you know, find like different groups. You know, reach out in your community. Join a co-op. That's what I would recommend. Or like, you no, know, they have like farm shares and farmers markets. It's all about eating
3: local too.
2: And even if you eat meat,
0: every
3: oh we're gonna eat meat forever. Fuck
0: that. We're gonna eat meat for the rest of our lives, baby. Carol just
3: gets up and he runs straight down to the kids to make sure they're okay. And then he also glares at Henry. He's like, "I'm not cooking veggies at this BBQ, by the way." And then he runs. Was down that exactly to- a minute? That's one minute. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Freddie knows how much to cut out of the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow.
3: Wow. (laughs) Fucking brutal. Kids, we did it. There's a burning cow in there. We got meat for days
4: and your dads aren't hurt. See, there's an adorable montage of all the kids helping you butcher this cow. (laughs) If you want to let them, I don't know. Um, Lark definitely wants to. Daryl
3: is willing to teach anybody who wants to uh, learn how to chop up a cow uh, if, they, if they so wish. Your son definitely wants to, and okay. uh, Lark definitely wants to.
2: I encourage Sparrow to do it as well because they say, Sparrow, you know, it's yeah, ultimately you and Lark are going to have to make your own choices about your diet, but it is important to know where meat comes from. So I invite you both to learn about this part of life. You know, even animals eat other animals. Your
1: minute is over, Will. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So Sparrow stays with you, Henry, because he's like, I don't like to eat. I don't want to eat animals. I'm a love wolf, not a meat wolf. That's okay. And I hold his hand. That's a which is a way to spell our last name.
2: It's O-A-K,
4: as we say in the (laughs) (laughs) O-A-K
2: We've said it for
4: years. (laughs) Um, Okay. The demon bread, when you pull it out of the fire, is not burned. So it's up to you what you want to do with that. It might still be alive. (laughs) It's it's room temperature. It's like it might as well not have been. I stab it with a knife nothing happens i start cutting it in half okay so you cut it in half and inside uh there's just horrors beyond reckoning it is like clearly you never thought like bread could have organs like but it's definitely no. oh my God. and it goes no Oh, my, my camouflage.
5: Eat
3: me, you coward. Eat me, you absolute coward and understand what true power really is. I just throw it right back in the fire and I just turn everybody and go, we're, we're not eating that bread. <laughs> okay, boys, you can eat meat this once. <laughs> so, I guess I would
4: have given you ultimate power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so y'all are eating and uh, as you're eating with your kids, you can feel the daddy magic welling up inside of you. You, you hunted, you cooked meat for your children and you prepared it and you did all very traditionally masculine stuff oh so we're doing the whole bbq the whole bbq oh we invite aaron right Oh, yeah, you did. She doesn't show show up. up? No, absolutely not. There's a cooked T-bone steak to perfection on a plate waiting for her. Actually, you know what? She shows up via leaf and is like, that looks great. I've got some stuff to do here, but that seems She was a maybe
3: on Facebook, and then
4: we all know what
2: that means.
3: When she doesn't eat the meat and closes, he pretends like he's okay, and then he starts eating her T-bone steak, despite the fact that he's already eaten an entire steak himself.
4: He's just eating her T-bone steak as well. That's a very
1: dad move.
4: So... Each one of you individually can feel where your and your son's anchor is. Henry. Oh no shit. Yours leads to a place called the Oak Vale, which is to the north. Daryl, your anchor is in, and this was sent in by Katie Jans van Vuren Smith, I believe, uh, is the pronunciation. Yours is, you know how there's like water deep and there's like rock deep and stone deep? Yours is in Balls Deep. Nice. <laughs> 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 All right. Glenn, yours was sent in by Chris Pete. Yours is in the Meth Bay. <laughs> yours, Ron, is in, this is sent in by Ryan Moynihan. Yours is in Swankery Hill. Oh,
1: I like that. Swankery, Swankery Hill. Hill.
4: Swankery Hill. And as you're processing that information, Aaron vibrates again on the leaf. Hello. She says, So you guys said you lost your big metal behemoth. Did you also lose the like charm that prevents you from being followed? Oh, oh God, shit. was that in the van? What was that thing? It prevented you from somebody magically locating you. Does mm. anybody have it? I'd like start packing my phone. anyone pockets, have the ball? Have Did anyone bring the ball with them? Uh, no one has it. It oh, definitely no. was in the van. And Aaron says like, I saw the sky go like fucking black with ravens. Somebody, I assume your dad's, is passing out bounties to every bounty hunter in the Forgotten Realms telling them where you are right now in that cave. It's a John Wick situation. It's absolutely John Wick situation. And as she says that, you hear clomping boots at the front of the cave, one after the other, walking with purpose and anger and determination. And a figure comes through the darkness light hitting his face and it's walter the immoral holding a sword and he says where the hell is pagan hi walter hey walter how's it going he's right here hey babe what's up oh okay cool
0: Dungeons & Daddies has new merch, yeah. We got shirts, new pins, hoodies, all kinds of cool stuff. Dungeonsanddaddies.com. Sorry, I have to say that up front because most people tune out these great end credits. And they miss out on all kinds of cool jokes and funny Easter eggs. And, well, if you're still listening, you already know all that stuff. Anyway, this podcast is Matt Arnold as Daryl Wilson. Anthony Birch is our DM. Will Campos as Henry Oak. Beth May as Ron Stampler. And myself, Freddie Wong, as Glenn Close. Theme song and outro is All Right by Maxton Waller. This week, special thanks to Katie Jans van Vieren. Smith, Chris Pete, and Ryan Moynihan for submitting location names that we used in this episode. And of course, special thanks to all of our fine Patreon supporters who make the show possible. People like Mocha, Billy McCune, Sarah M. Black, Peter Horlor, Anthony V, McGold1, could be MC Gold1, not sure. Ewan Evans, Natalie N, Jacob Likowsi, and Bradley Weber. Patreon, by the way, is where the perks are at. You can get an ad free feed of the episode starting at five bucks a month, and it only gets better from there. Just recently, Patreon members all got a bonus episode of a podcast experiment we're calling Debate Me Coward, where Matt and I debate contentious topics, such as, for example, I believe that pepperoni does not belong on pizza, and Matt, who is wrong, disagrees with me. You can listen to that and so much more at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddads. Website where the aforementioned new merch can be copped is at dungeonsanddaddies.com or twitter, twitter.com slash dungeonsanddads, bit.ly slash Dads for the Facebook group, r slash and Daddies on Reddit. We have a P.O. box now. If you want to send us something, I'm not going to read that address. You can find it in the episode description. Too many numbers. Too confusing. Next episode comes at you May 26th. Thank you for listening. We will see you then.
5: There was a time when you could read between the lines. You know they never brought you down. Never
4: brought you down. It's, I'm just slapping her butt. <laughs> oh, it's, I don't know what to do. It's the biggest moral conundrum I've had since I went vegetarian. Dungeons and Dungeons is brought
0: to you this week by him. Boing? Boing. Oh, oh, no. No. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy.
3: What is? Wait, what? Why well, was it <laughs> if your sex life is not important and you're pretty free? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You may not have the time to go to the doctor's office to get treated for your erectile
0: dysfunction, but through HIMSS, you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. The dream! Hims provides access to doctor trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand okay. name treatments Hello. like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to ninety five percent cheaper.
3: Do they have Flintstone versions? Wish
0: I had a generic alternatives sure, to my
2: wife. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> Hanna Barbera. Dude, get, and I, I want whatever Barney <laughs> Rubble's eating. That guy, <laughs> that guy's got to go. You ahead. see, they
0: got so much energy that they could drive a car with their feet. <laughs> the process. Dude, is Barney simple. was punching
3: <laughs> above his weight limit. Like hundred percent. That's true. He didn't skip leg day, dude. He had thighs, dog. <laughs>
0: Barney could grip me between his thighs any day of the week. He's the process dick, it's is like, simple. It's a living. <laughs> process simple. 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor visits. Answer a series of questions on their site. The medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance needed. If ED is getting used, Dude,
1: down. Barney probably wears that, just like that long shirt so that he could just like roll it up at any time his dick is right there. Oh That's God. why he's wearing that long shirt. It's he time you join the shirt?
0: hundreds of thousands of trusted <laughs> him subscribers to get treatment. <laughs> start your free online visit today at himscom daddies that's h-i-m-s.com daddies for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com daddies get as hard <gasps> as the stone age nice. hardness are tubal compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the fda prescriptions require an online consultation with the healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan Dungeons & Dice is brought to you this week by Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals and then automatically invests your money for you.
1: You ever seen a big squirrel?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, Beth, I felt like a big squirrel when I was using Acorns when I was squirreling away my paycheck money away into investments. It was very easy, very easy to use. The Rock uses sometimes, it. The Rock, yeah, rock uses sometimes it. Sometimes
1: I yeah. see a squirrel so big, I'm like, "Is that dangerous?"
0: <laughs> uh, Acorns was great because. I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about how the stock market works. It made it very, very simple. It was a very simplified way of getting into it. It divides things up, and the portfolios that are pre-built are just like, yeah, sound portfolios. Mm. Head to acorns.com slash dungeons or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Clients' testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier 1 compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash dungeons. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives risk tolerance and acorns fees before investing acorns advisors llc acorns is an sec registered investment advisor broker services are provided to clients of acorns by acorns securities llc member finra sipc for more information visit acorns.com hold
1: up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week